thanks to Kathy's Cookies and Cocolicious Vicio for sponsoring this episode. Hello and welcome to Trenta, 30-something conversations with 30-somethings and the 30-something else. Tonight's guest and I go way back, 2002 to be exact, when we started high school. And she's always been the very calm and understanding type, which I think makes her not just an ideal psychiatrist, but an ideal friend. And she's here to give us tips on how to probably assess and cultivate the, one of the most important relationships, our relationship with our own selves. So please welcome Jackie Chung. Hello. Hi. Hello. Okay, so just as a background, Jackie is our resident expert, is the resident expert of our little group called <laughs> Blossoms, on episode one of this podcast where we talked about letters to our 20-something selves, and she actually made a reaction video to that episode. So, Beshi, the drill, would you care to give your ASL? Uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> so, I'm Jackie, <laughs> 30, female, and from Cebu City. All right, thank you. Okay, so to begin, it's always been said that we are our own worst critic. We, we have a tendency to be hard on ourselves and be very unforgiving, especially when we make mistakes. So was there ever a time you were, you felt that you were so tough on yourself for something you did or something that happened to you and how did you cope? Sorry, medyo laum dayan diretso, no? Yes. <laughs> well, <clears throat> yeah, that's true. We are our worst critic. Um, funny nga mo, ano ang first ni mga question, no? Well, yeah, I think there was a time before. It, mga last year, I think. Oh, sorry. And, yeah, super recent. No, but, wait, backstory lang gamay. I've always been hard on myself. Like, mm-hmm. bisag, um, like as far as I can remember, mga bisag in school. Um, so like before, I I was always very shy and like very poor in oral participation, especially in elementary. Like that would always be the comment of my homeroom teacher to my parents na. Oh, your daughter is so shy. She should speak up a little bit and all. But during that time, like, syempre, you're just a kid. And then all you can think about is that you're just scared of speaking up. And you're scared of making a mistake. And you're scared that if you say something, the teacher will say, no, that's wrong. And then your classmates will laugh at you, right? Yeah. So that's kind of what I carried with me throughout high school, college, even some med school. Nga. Even if we're supposed to, like in med school, we have small group discussions. And then we really have to speak up because our grades will depend on it. And then even then, besides some med school, na, I was still too shy to speak mm-hmm. up. But all, and yeah, so not just said sa academic na side, but also with the social na aspect of my life. Like, I, I rarely approach anyone and try to befriend them. Mm-hmm. Like, no one would ever describe me as friendly. More on quiet, shy, silumon. It's oh. always like that because I really am. I might say something wrong or I might um, make a fool out of myself or I might give the wrong first impression and then I mistake. So that's kind of the thing I struggle with and that's also the kind of the thing I'm hard on myself with. But all those years, I thought na 
uh, I can just go on with life um, in this state, like not speaking up, just going with the flow, in group conversations or group lag, I can just uh, listen and then and interact. Dili good na ako good start sa conversation because even if like kita magkuyog before, murag maulaw pa ko kay like I'd think nga adi lang nina ko is start nga topic kay basig wala yung sabay and then they'll think I'm boring. <laughs> murag that's mogi na ang akong thing. So uh, yeah, so I guess that's what make me appear calm and reserved. What a day na struggles deep inside. Anyway, so I didn't really give that much attention mm. until <laughs> last year. Siguro mga Feb last year. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, funny nga mo na yung question. Anyway, so mga Feb last year, um, so, so there's this guy, no? <laughs> I don't mean to make your podcast so cheesy, pero no, oh, no, seriously, <laughs> seriously. So, like, uh, in this day and age, diba, more acceptable naman for uh, girls or guy or girls to. Um, like ask guys, uh, ba? it wasn't ingrained sa atu in our generation because we kind of grew up with our parents nga mga beliefs na kanang dalagang Pilipina and all. So there was this time pag mga fab last year na morag kanang it was for para na ako, it was like a now or never thing. Uh, if you don't ask this person out, wala na, wala na, finish na. <laughs> so it was such a struggle for me na I really, 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 really had to come out of my shell. I mean, like, this, I don't, I don't even speak up para makagrado ko so I can get a grade. So, murag, unsa na lang ka ni? So, murag, I was, Murag padung na gid unta nga. Ay, dili na lang. <laughs> Mupadayo na lang ko sa akong life. Inana. And all. So, anyway, ang ending ato nga, I just said, ah, bahala na. Bahala na whatever comes out of this. And then, gi-accept. Ay, gi-accept na na ako kung unsa ang worst na outcome and whatever. So, moto, I ended up really doing it. And, it wasn't as bad as I expected. Like, the worst outcome really didn't happen. The most positive outcome didn't happen either. Murignara put siya somewhere in between. That's long. <laughs> yeah. So, that. And then, like, uh, after, Didi Ira said, after that, it kind of opened up my journey <laughs> to self discovery just yeah <laughs> self discovery and like accepting na i'm really conscious or i really become anxious about what other people think of what i say or who i am in a mm-hmm. so your life your life well your life yeah. like <laughs> the proof that <laughs> If, if you don't ask, the answer will always be no. But for you, oh gosh, the yeah. other way around. <laughs> it worked here and Yeah. Speaking yeah. of putting things or feelings rather under the rug, you know, this time, this COVID season has really amplified certain mental health concerns. Now, you, you talked about self-discovery, etc. They all, they all are part of this mental health realm. And interestingly, mm-hmm. I just received, I think that was last week, the survey results 
from oh. a who conducted a survey on how yeah. people are coping with the COVID crisis. And they were trying to assess mm-hmm. levels of depression, anxiety, stress. So I would like to ask your expert opinion on the impact <laughs> of the pandemic on mental health, like probably a general assessment and how millennials uh-huh. like us are taking it. Okay. Well, obviously the pandemic is like a huge stressor to all of us. It's like a stick up our butts. Imagine all of the plans ruined because of COVID. Imagine right. all of the like disheartened people. I'm sure everyone had big and high expectations for 2020. And mm-hmm. siguro, especially for us, I mean, we ended 2019 on a really good note. And we had such high expectations for this year. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, there's this pandemic. So everyone's plans have been put on hold. And mm-hmm. so um, I think the one of the biggest things that everyone is struggling with, siguro is uh, our anxiety, fear, and like a loss of control and i think that comes from so siguro the anxiety no like we lost our sense of feeling secure um especially na there are all these updates about covid na it could be transmitted na through air it could be airborne na and then we hear all these stories about people na like they didn't go out, they just contracted the disease from the delivery person or um, mga, many mga close relatives or family members, like they didn't, they weren't exposed to anybody. They were even very careful. They were very, like, they even made a point to isolate themselves, siguro in Elham Kondo or whatever, yet they still got the disease. So it makes us so anxious and marag, so maka-ask ta sa atong self so unsa man hay point nga grabe ka ayo ko nga ka careful nga ma-covid man di ay ko so that in itself that in itself marag, it makes us feel nga we are not in control of anything and i think that is one trigger for our anxiety and syempre fear and I think the sense of detachment, like mm. detachment from mga social connections, because it's really different if we are physically meeting with a person. Like, um, if a person is physically present, if you are conversing um, in person compared to Kenny on screen, online, and Mm-hmm. And detachment from future goals, kay like we don't know if maabot ako next year. Siguro those people, the students who are in school, mahuman pabakahakong school, online classes are such a struggle. It's really a challenge. And right. then like mafulfill pabakahan ako ang dreams. And then siguro sa mga new moms <laughs> will i maabot pa makagraduate po will i still be there to see that and all those things are mm-hmm. beyond our control and then all those things are also causing us na anxiety mm-hmm. and also like even if we can go out diba so dapat gihapon impose ang social distancing dapat impose ang pag wear of mask mo it in a restaurant, there is only maximum two per table and maximum people in a restaurant. It, you still feel detached even if you are in the presence of other people. And there is also that looming fear or looming paranoia. Now, what if that person was an asymptomatic carrier and then ma, madala pa na ako ang 
ang disease or whatever. And after Padrad Ana, like, what if maka maga COVID ko? And then, you know, considering the situation sa healthcare sa ato ang country, siguro like the referral system, puno na ang mga hospitals, na halos wala should na subsidize ang ato ang healthcare. You really have to pay for everything. So, there's also anxiety there. You know, what if I won't be able to pay for this and everything? So, yeah, that could be really stressful for all of us. I, I also think some of the top concerns brought about by this prolonged isolation goes into, mm. as you mentioned earlier, the work or professional life. Like setting, I think one, one of the bigger concerns is setting boundaries, especially for those who haven't ex- really experienced working from home and then now they're all forced to work from home. Some, there, yeah. there are articles on people experiencing screen fatigue. And yeah. at the same time, the pressure to be productive. So how does true. that... That, yeah, true. How, how do you think people can cope with, with this type of pressure? This new type of pressure, I guess. Mm. Well, I think... Well, first, let's start with... We become pressured to accomplish everything. Siguro okay. we think na we're just at home and we believe that we have more time. So then, if we have more time, then we can do more things. We yeah. are kind of like thinking that we could do more than we can actually handle. Mm-hmm. Compared to last time, uh, last time, compared to the time before the pandemic, mm-hmm. like if example, you have a meeting at uh, 8am somewhere in Capitol and then you have another meeting 10am somewhere in Mabolo. If your meeting in Capitol area finished at mga 9.45, then you'd certainly be late to your 10am Mabolo meeting. You could cancel it for whatever reason. Pero now, if your meeting ends at 9.55, you still have five minutes to get to your 10 a.m. appointment. So yeah. um, without recognizing that it's tiring to just sit in front of the computer all day and then we kind of don't realize it because our mind is we're just sitting down, we're just home, um, accessible ang food siguro, or like, I'm not exerting that much physical effort, so I won't be as tired. So we kind of believe that we could do more. So that's one thing tired. Another thing is siguro if ang stress with the internet. <laughs> if we don't have a good internet connection, it's stressful. Okay. Um example, what if ako mag-present sa board meeting or whatever. So, and then your internet has been really crappy for the past few days. So it's also an added stress sa imuhang brain. It's also an added anxiety nga. What if in the middle of my presentation, like this was a make or break presentation, what if in the middle of it, makalit lang o kaputol akong internet or freeze akong face sa Zoom, what, what's going to happen and all. So that's really stressful. So siguro, <laughs> the most, um, the first thing that comes to mind is that we should remember that we we function the way, like the same way as we would have without the pandemic. Now, even if na technology, um, it does make things easier, but not necessarily lighter. Sa atua. So. <laughs> we murag i-manage pod nato ang atong selves i-manage pod nato ang ato ang time i guess learn to say no to things mm-hmm, na right. you believe are toxic or you believe are too much if you think na you are stretching yourself too much or if some if like 
something or someone is asking too much of you nga dili na pud nimo kaya i think it's okay to say no as we would have before the pandemic so like i compare sa diba um traveling in traffic from capital to mabalo in 15 mm-hmm. minutes it take certainly more than 15 minutes so in that uh, during that time pwede man ta nga I'll be late, I can't make it, blah, 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 blah. So, karun, I guess, pwede gihapon na natong mabuhat. I think, wala po kayo na exercise sa mga tao ang kana kay namantay mentality na, ah, pwede rin eh, pwede rin because eh, everything is online, easily accessible tanan. So, I guess, mapalimot ta nga, we also can say no to things if we feel nga more toxic na siya, too much, or harmful na siya. It's interesting you said no na it's okay to say no to things or people even when you feel it's already toxic for your mental health. And I think the pressure to be productive also spills over to our personal life, especially because of social media. Mm-hmm. Everyone's posting, oh, okay, they learned something yeah. today. They're, <laughs> they're into mm-hmm. new hobbies, etc., etc. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that's, that's big in the personal life aspect is, I guess you, you mentioned also this earlier, detached relationships because of the lack of physical mm-hmm. connection. So how, yeah. how has this affected our mental health and what are, what are the, probably the steps we can, the, the little steps we can take to uh, sort of balance this out, I guess? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think this is where um, self-compassion comes in. Self-compassion is um, being gentle with yourself and like adapting a kindly perspective on yourself in spite of your shortcomings or your mistakes or your perceived failures. Okay, like, Diba, we are our worst critic. So, um, if example, I'm not so productive today, then I kind of feel guilty. So, I want to make up for it. Like, yeah. I'm going to be twice as productive tomorrow. And then if I can't do that, I want to be thrice as productive the next day. Like, para lang pambawi, diba? Like, to ease the guilt. Like, to take away the guilt. And in an attempt, for us to feel better about ourselves. But we're, we're unaware na that's also toxic, Mark. It's also eating us up <laughs> inside. And it's counterproductive to our goal of being of achieving more things. Kay Mark, it's also tiring. So I think this is where the self-compassion comes in. <laughs> um, it's uh, it starts, I think, with rec- like being aware sa atung self. Uh, and I guess catching ourselves in that state of, right. uh, of the toxic na cycle, diba. Okay, we could be so deluded into thinking na I should be this, like I should be productive as this person. So, ako, uh, like, on a personal note, I really feel that, especially when I go through Facebook, I stopped Facebook for a while, but I had had to go back because of the business, the ba. So I see <laughs> tag. Um, I I had to go back, like to check out food. You know, what are the people like? What do the people want? Do they want free delivery? Do they want COD? I think that's part of manpud of letting your business grow. So as I was scrolling through Facebook, nakakita ko sa other pages, like they have more page likes than mine. Their posts have more likes, nyan mga comments. And especially those accounts, like they really post na mga feedback. And then I've never done that only recently, like only this week, yung post and mga feedback stuff. And then like it makes me feel um nga more get out na sad na ako akong self nga more 
okay, baka ni ang ako ang, like, lamit, baka ni ang akong cookies mm. nga, why, why does do my posts like, not get that much likes, and then, uh, and then um, like, it can really affect you, like, that kind of thing, where you go on social media, it can really affect you. So, with that, we're going to stop said cool. I stopped again. I deleted the app again and I said, oh, screw this. Bahala ng mga likes. Like, dili na po magpa-affect or anything. Um, I think, nga, I have, wala na sigur ko yung proof. Wiki ba magit ko? Ako mismo lang yan, maganit ko. So, we're, bahala na na. I think, kana, like, you really have to catch yourself nga and you really have to realize kung unsa good ang source of stress sa imuha. And then take a break. I think muna ang important thing. Uh-huh. So, like social media, um, a digital detox siguro. <laughs> and for mga work and like mga work issues, mato. take a break, learn to say no. I think, I think mo-apply magihapon ang mga paid leaves now, even if everyone is working from home, I think applicable gihapon yeah. asya employee benefit. So, if you feel that you need a break, I think, and napakay enough leave credits, then I don't think there's anything wrong with availing of that. <laughs> right. You mentioned your, what do you call this, your, uh, pagkaalanganin on Facebook and like <laughs> unsure of yourself because when you when you see other sellers online getting more likes etc it causes a, a little mm. self-doubt in you and yeah. I think well not so long ago mental health the, the topic of mental health was rather taboo like mm-hmm. when people say you meet society standards of let's say success you're automatically mm-hmm. considered mentally healthy but now there's mm-hmm. that recognition that even if you're a high performer or you meet society's mm-hmm. definition of success it's also possible that you struggle with mental health issues have you had any yeah. i mean do you agree with that and have you had any first-hand experience dealing with say have you observed people like that and how how has that affected them yeah i agree with the fact na recently lang yun siya na maragni come to surface ang kanang mga mental health issues because i agree po nga I'm not sure sa other countries, in especially the developed countries, wherein we're established na kaayos ilaha ang mental nga mental health is just as important. So it's also probably because of the stigma. It's still strong here sa ato ang country, right? And so, siguro the the people who are tagged as successful, basin po like they conceal it or they don't talk about it because of the stigma and siguro they're afraid of like being told or being told nga ah kanang oh era na nga ang anong ma-depress man ka nga you have all you have all these things you achieve everything inana or nga nang gidato man nimo imuhang self nga dapat kayo ug mga awards inana so siguro they're also um they also want to avoid that or being told that. I think I haven't come across a, I haven't come across um, a patient yet na in mm, so siguro ang successful na na sa akong mind ha is um, somebody na kanang um, siguro let's say like a successful business person or somebody who has accumulated um, a nice amount of wealth. Well, wala pa ko nakakam across of somebody like that. Pero siguro intellectually or academically successful na there are mga 
so mga students i guess nga they achieved so much like ang ilang grades are really really high yet they also they still struggle with mga mental health issues um ang uban like anxiety na apoy uban na with depression and then work it kind of also affects them and it kind of makes them uh, doubt themselves even more so marag dili na bitaw para sa ilaha marag dili na bitaw mo matter marag grades are just grades they're not um they the grades nila don't make them a better better person sa ilahang pananaw because grades are just numbers. Mm-hmm. Kanaganing, I think, um, kanaganing, the thing we have na, where I achieved this, pero kulang gihapon. So, I need to achieve more. So, I need to achieve more. Mm-hmm. So, mar- the pursuit of that kind of achievement um, can provoke, I guess, mga mental health issues or could be could really be a struggle for them as an advocate of mental health how do you try to break that stigma and make you know normal people people like us be more comfortable to talk about these issues be more open to talking about these issues siguro mm. Um, I'd start with saying uh, it's okay to not be okay. Plug <laughs> yeah. on Netflix nga series. <laughs> Pero, yeah, I think people need to realize that more. Na it's okay to have bad days. It's okay if life goes wrong sometimes. It's okay if we make mistakes. Okay, like life isn't perfect nobody is perfect if we strive to achieve that perfect life it will do us more harm than good we will never be happy in that pursuit and so well let's get a little bit nerdy here so um, (laughs) I guess to promote or enhance self-compassion, I guess. Um, three na brag, um, what do you call this? Three interventions or something comes to mind. So the first I think would be, uh, it's called mindfulness, self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so mindfulness uh, basically is like being aware of our thoughts, our feelings, our sensations, being aware of them and accepting them as they are in a gentle and non-judgmental manner. Because we all feel anxiety, we all feel fear, we all judge ourselves, we all criticize ourselves. That's part of being human. And I think kinahanglan nga people need to realize that these are part of us. Now we are not as a whole. We are not only made up of positive traits. We are made up of both positive and negative, and that's what makes us um, like beautiful as creatures, deba. So we need to recognize that, and I think mana that that's what mindfulness. Um, helps us with. So, um, this is, uh, I, I read this quote from Dr. Deepak Chopra. <laughs> I think, Murag um, Gudja, like, significant proponent of mindfulness and meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a healthy mind is not a positive mind, but a quiet mind. Mm-hmm. So, trying to be positive, diba? Um, it could be, it's really stressful and it's also really, really toxic and we kind of impose mga unattainable standards on ourselves. Like, you should be happy, you should be positive always, diba? you should be optimistic no matter unsang mga circumstances. So that's so stressful. <laughs> okay, it's also toxic because 
magkating man sa kanga, oh my gosh, I'm really, I'm not, I'm not happy. Na is there something wrong with me, and that creates a whole more another cycle of anxiety. So, I guess we should realize, or we should be aware na, this is like for example, if you're in a bad situation, um, siguro example like you've been like you recently were broken up with. So, you know, it's normal to feel sad. Like it's normal to cry your heart out, diba? So, like, recognize it that I've been through a really bad situation and I feel really sad about it. I feel so isolated. And that's okay. <laughs> and, like, I'm not alone in this feeling this way. Like, it's not really ako ang nakaagi og ingon ani. And then, I think they have the like my insert number you could be kind to yourself in that moment and you could forgive yourself or be kind to yourself for like crying your heart out i mean you don't have to be guilty or you don't have to perceive yourself as weak kay grabe ka kaka down or grabe ka kaka it's okay like each one of us reacts differently to different things. So, if you want to react, then go. <laughs> that's, that's you. <laughs> True. So, another one would be um, the, it's positive psychology. So, I guess, kuyog din mga existentialism and humanistic na mga theories. So, positive psychology, it's not about um, thinking positive. It's about like cultivating our strengths or uh, and developing like learned optimism mm-hmm. finding meaning in our daily struggles or like in our <laughs> misfortune. So more on the existentialism side, it's mm-hmm. about finding meaning in life's suffering. Kay, as humans, we do suffer. Like everybody, And then, um, it doesn't make us less of a person if mas nakotagkalisod giagi kaysa sa lain nga tao, diba? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, sa, here with the existentialism part, it's about finding meaning in that suffer, in that suffering same like and we're discovering the meaning in life okay um that hmm, say uh like it's not about finding happiness rather it's about mm. finding meaning i think yeah kinda. <laughs> And there's a book, um, actually, there's a uh, book on Man's Search for Meaning by Victor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you read that? Yeah, The Holocaust Survivor. Yeah, it's a really good book. Um, to the listeners, <laughs> if you have time, it, it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really take a long time to read. And Siguro it doesn't really go that much into detail about the Holocaust things, but mm-hmm. more on what uh, Viktor Frankl learned. It's, it's really an eye-opener. Um, I think it's favorite quote na Katung, if you if Katung, if you figure out the why, then you could wait. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot oh, the exact go ahead. Quote. I also forgot. I think I read that book like four years ago. So, no, I can remember. <laughs> but, but it's a very like popular quote. Him clinging on to what, what, he, what he found meaning in just to survive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, that, <laughs> we're considering Banga. He was in the middle of the Holocaust, I think that was one of the world's worst tragedies. Yeah. Ako lang, personally, ako lang think na 
if a human makaya niya to find a hope in that situation, yeah, I guess I can do that too. <laughs> right. You know, so appeal po na sa appeal po na sa ako ang finding meaning in my life. Char. <laughs> and the last would be, um, and this is the one closest to my heart. Um, it's cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay, I'm taking notes. Huh? Founded, yeah, <laughs> founded by Dr. Aaron Beck. So mm-hmm. it kind of so Dr. Beck developed um, a cognitive model which describes yeah, how our thoughts affect our emotions and our behaviors. So uh, undergoing this therapy, um, so usually people who undergo this kind of therapy, um, usually they are in distress. So pwede sa mga people with mga severe anxiety or severe depression and everything. So this therapy aims to sort of elicit a positive change or in the mga maladaptive beliefs that we have. So, um, as humans, we all have core beliefs or these are like deeply held assumptions that mm-hmm. uh, we have about ourselves, about others, and about the future. So, uh, for example, uh, the beliefs about ourselves, na, they're grouped into three categories. So, the, uh, under helplessness or we believe that I am incompetent, I am a failure, I am not good enough. Mm. And then we have like unlovability, so like I'm unappealing. <laughs> I'm not, um, uh, I have nothing to offer to other people. I'm unlovable. <laughs> and then the third category would be uh, worthlessness. So like I'm a bad person. I'm mm. evil, I'm toxic, I'm a danger to other people. So one of beliefs about ourselves and then belief about others like um, other people are trying to are, are out to hurt me they're mm-hmm. out to get me other people are so judgmental and then other people are not trustworthy and then beliefs about the world would be that uh, the world is like a fundamentally hostile or mm-hmm. <laughs> dangerous place so those kinds of beliefs where I think to a certain I believe to a certain extent uh, we normal i mean everybody has that pero siguro uh for people with mental health problems they can be magnified and like overgeneralized and like global they they could have like global assumptions of everything so anyway ang <laughs> kaning cognitive behavioral therapy so it kind of um through different kinds of mga methods and mga different mga techniques like it aims to kind of modify our core belief mm-hmm. or at least modify our mga thoughts so that uh ma modify our thoughts so that ma modify good um how we um feel and how mm-hmm. we behave and everything yeah <laughs> okay thank you very much for those three tips which i <laughs> are really useful in you know keeping a mindset protecting actually your your mental health and keeping that Mm -hmm. mindset to help us cope with the next normal because really practicing as you mentioned self-compassion impacts our mental health and our overall well-being do you have any in closing do you have any parting words or maybe tips on Final tips on how you yourself have, have, you know, um, overcome these struggles, <laughs> the mental health aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> self-doubt, your shyness. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in summary, my journey to towards self-compassion. Well, it's still ongoing, but 
the journey as it has been was a long and arduous one. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. It's not easy to face yourself. <laughs> it's not easy um, like to so um, the journey of self-compassion also involves self-discovery. So you also have to have courage and you also have to be brave enough to face your insecurities. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, I want like it plugged at the end. So I think like we all have our inner demons, the right? like the things yeah. that we don't want to show to the world. Like mm -hmm. we 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 hide in the dungeons of our mind. Before I thought yeah, you were supposed to hide them. I thought you were supposed to lock them up and forget about them. I thought that was how you're supposed to deal with things. Mm -hmm. But um, the more you lock them up, the more you push them away, like the louder they become. You know, mm -hmm. imagine Murag, uh, like imagine a medieval fairy tale, na, na I dragon, yeah. <laughs> kind of like knocking or breathing through the door, na, na saka loud niya, eventually, na, the efforts that you have made hide them, to conceal them, mawala gid siya. Kay, ultimately, I guess we can really never get rid of them. Our inner inner demons will always be there. So, um, we have to be brave enough. Like, I had to be brave enough, like, to face them and, like, <laughs> grab them by the horns and say, ah, yeah, we are going to live this life together. Now, I used to um, have you control me before, mm -hmm. but knowing that I can't control you, ang ako analang is I won't let you control me. So, kind of like, um, like imagine developing like a friendly relationship with your inner demons. Like just letting them be there. So, siguro sa ako ah, ever since I kind of set them free, they've kind of had space to roam around such that dili na sad kaayo sila ga bother sa ako ah. I, in the past year and a half, siguro I think na I've grown more confident. I kind of believe in myself more. I've learned to speak up <laughs> in group conversations. <laughs> I've accepted mga talks. Hi, Ninia, who invited me to my first ever like talk, which accept. Yeah, that was the first like um thanks to her na open gid ang mga doors of my life. Aww. Yeah, so like mudi mo balibad ba gid unta ko ato but I just decided nga ah bahala na. <laughs> so anyway, fast forward to mga second half siguro of 2019 nga I nag-accept na ko og mga ingon ana nga mga talks and stuff. I still have the doubts, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, I still kanang, um, uh, I still doubt myself if maka-deliver ba ko or something. But I just recognize them na kanang gi-acknowledge lang na ko sila and marag, okay, marag, naamu nga mga thoughts and I'll just keep you there. But right. I won't let you control me and kung sa akong gusto buhaton and it's kind of hard to explain pero murag ang ako ana lang na personal na murag experience with that mm -hmm. so mona shang <laughs> wow so inspiring and you know self compassion really after listening to to you talk about self compassion it really doesn't equal or it's not equal to selfishness on the contrary it's really like filling yourself so you have more to give and true that yeah so 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 true <laughs> diba and you mentioned earlier a lot of plans got postponed canceled even during covid and 
COVID was really in your face, like in your face, telling you life doesn't always go as planned. And if anything, <laughs> true, <laughs> the pandemic gave us an opportunity to rest, to reset. Yeah, yeah. And then True. later hit play after a rewiring that was long overdue. So, Beshi, thank you very much for sharing your <laughs> shy side. And wow, I really learned a lot. I took a lot of notes. <laughs> oh, anyone who may be needing to hear this sometime. So, sure. Yeah, I'll leave you, so you some time. resources. Food. Yeah, go. I'm go sure, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. para pa din mo mabutang sa blog. <laughs> Alright, yeah, on my show notes, Joss. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just stop recording, but let's chica after, and you know, we have our beer and soju, so yeah, sure. thanks again, Bash. Bye. Thanks, congrats on your 12th episode. Aw, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Cocolicious VCO for sponsoring this episode. Paolo joins us again this week for VCO Knowledge Corner to talk about the process of making VCO. Hey, Paolo. Hey, Paige. It's great to be back. Welcome back for the nth time. So, first question is, how is your virgin coconut oil produced? All right. So, going back to our earlier segments, I mentioned that our VCO is produced through a wet process. Now, what is the wet process? So first and foremost, we use freshly harvested mature coconuts. From that, from, from that we extract the meat from those uh, mature coconuts. Mm -hmm. And then moving forward, we extract the coconut milk from it. Mm -hmm. So once we have that coconut, coconut milk, uh, the, it goes through a process called uh, centrifuge, mm -hmm. which helps extract or separate the oil from the milk. And in doing that, all the moisture content is separated as well. So you have to remember that in this process, absolutely no heat is added. Mm -hmm. Which and is a good thing. Yes, which differentiates our product from those that are made with the dry process, which involves heat. I see. Is it refined, bleached, or deodorized? All right. So our VCO doesn't go through any of those processes. Uh, the oil isn't refined, the bleach, uh, sorry, the, the color of the oil isn't bleached, nor is the smell taken out. Great. What about, is VCO your primary product of process? Yes, our VCOs are main, is the main product and it's not a byproduct. Mm -hmm. So, it's really pure, you're assured that it's really pure. Yes, it is. What about, I'm curious about the raw material used, the coconuts themselves. First, where are they grown and how are they cared for? Right. So, our coconuts are grown and harvested in coconut farms by the waters of the Moro Gulf in Mindanao. Mm -hmm. So, basically, our farm is beside the beach and that salt water as a natural fertilizer provides the electrolyte requirement for the soil to grow productive coconut trees. Ooh, interesting. Are your coconuts grown without harmful chemicals and harmful fertilizers? Yes, our farmers, uh, our farmer partners practice sustainable farming because it's a matter of survival. So mm -hmm. no, we do not use any harmful fertilizers or chemicals. Wow. Is the coconut oil made from fresh coconuts and not dried copra? Yes, it's made from freshly harvested mature coconuts about maybe 10 to 12 months old. Mm. And these coconuts contain a lot of oil. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for my last question for this segment, do you use any animal testing on your products? The short answer to that is no, we do not. All right, that's really great to hear. So, Pao, thanks again for joining us tonight, and we'll see you again on the next one. Thanks again, Paige, and thanks, everyone. <laughs>